Money Sense is brought to you by the Ellenbecker Investment Group, three-time recipient of the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for Business Ethics and Integrity. The Ellenbecker Investment Group is the only Wisconsin investment company to receive this prestigious award more than once by providing exceptional planning and extraordinary service each and every day. Go to ellenbecker.com. Listen to Money Sun Saturdays at 2 p.m. and Sundays at noon. Welcome to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor for the Ellen Becker Investment Group. Ellen Becker Investment Group is located in Pewaukee, just east of Highway 164 and Capitol Drive in the Town Bank Building, and also in the Village of Whitefish Bay in the Equitable Bank Building across from Winkies. We also service clients in Bonita Springs, Florida. Visit ellenbecker.com for more details. My guest today is Britt Holterman, founder and owner of Legacy Gym MKE, a small boutique fitness gym focusing on functional fitness located in Wauwatosa. Thank you so much for joining us today, Britt. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. That's great. Um, you know, I'd love to hear a bit about your journey, you know, through your career and on your path to being a fitness professional and a successful entrepreneur. Yeah, sure. Um, my uh, path to owning a gym is probably a lot different than other people's. Um, so I'm excited to share it. So I went to school, University of Dayton, to be a civil engineer. I play, also played on the basketball team there. So I'm very familiar with team sports, being in shape just by having fun playing sports. And then I uh, did an internship at a civil engineering company in Milwaukee while I was in college and they offered me a job for when I graduated. So fast forward to 2009, graduated from college, went back to my engineering boss and said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm graduating. Where's my job? And he said, Brit, I hate to tell you this, but there's a major recession going on and we're down to about three people in the office down from, you know, there were 50 people there wow. when I interned there. So now there's three people and he suggested that if there's anything that I want to go do for a couple of years, whether that's getting my master's degree or some fun job, you know, like a delayed gap year or something that I go do that. So I, I decided to work on my master's degree while coaching basketball at Niagara University in New York. Okay. So, so what was your master's degree? What were you studying to be? Uh, civil engineering with a water okay. resources concentration. So I, I knew eventually that I was going to come back or I, I, I wanted to justify the four-year degree at yeah. some point, you know, to go back, to fall back on my engineering. Uh, so yep. two years, two years into coaching, I decided it was time to move back. My uh, engineering boss had a job for me, so I moved back to Milwaukee, started engineering, did the whole eight to five thing for five years, and then just had this uh, fire inside of me to do something a little bit different. And as I'm sure a lot of people go through this as well, sitting in an office all day compared to what you know I was doing before, being super active, um, it was really hard for me to just go to a gym afterwards and sit on a, an elliptical for an hour or, mm -hmm. um, you know, go for a run outside. Like I, I miss that community, that team who I was able to train with. So um, I decided to quit my job completely and try to figure out a way to open a gym. So a couple months of me, so 
So I, qu I quit in October of 2015. And then by January of 2016, so two months later, I had a lease. I had the equipment purchased. I was up and running by uh, the middle of January. That's so it was, amazing. It was quite the process. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you quit your job and it's just you have this passion and this fire to do something, you find this time. And my wife, Jamie, and I would have uh, our, we called them our think tank meetings. Our, our project alive is actually what we called it. So in our phones, we would dedicate time to just talk about our dreams. And we honestly had no idea what the gym was going to look like, but we had some consulting from someone who went to Harvard Business School and his advice to us was start small, get your doors open, get in front of the community and just kind of see where it goes. And luckily for me, I um, had had a professional corporate job for five years. So I had some money that I was saving so I was able to use that money and Jamie's money. Like we didn't need investors and we had so much confidence that this was going to work out that we decided to put our own money into it and see what happens. And I know a lot of financial people are like, don't use your own money. <laughs> um, but it, you know, it worked out for us and it, you know, putting some skin in, you know, your own skin in the game uh, kind of gives you a little bit of extra encouragement. Uh, so I guess that's a long-winded way of how Legacy Gym started. Well, I think one of the best parts is that Project Alive and carving mm -hmm. out that time to make sure that you talk about your dreams and your and your goals and being able to build that path to your future. And as you know, as we all know, that a, a path and a plan never stays straight. So, you know, being able to ad adapt to all the different changes along the way. I mean, that's what, you know, at Ellen Becker, we work with our clients in financial planning in that same way. You know, let's set that goal and the course to get there and know that we're going to have to have, you know, kind of twists and turns along the way, but be there together to be able to address those. Absolutely. It was definitely not a straight path. <laughs> yeah. So you started your small gym in, in January of that year. And then yep, what so happened after we, that? Yeah, so we signed a lease um, for 700 square feet, so we could fit, I don't know, six or seven people in there. It was a little crammed, um, and then, you know, probably six or seven months into it, the space next to us, the person moved out, so we were able to double our space, so we cut, basically just cut a hole in the in the wall and had a little opening, so we ha had kind of two little gyms both about 700 square feet. Um, and we you know, bought new equipment. We uh, did some social media marketing, but really for the most part, it was just word of mouth. And Tos is such a great place to have this because I feel like everybody knows everybody. And if there's something good in the village, um, everyone's going to know about it pretty quickly. So we were able to increase our client base. And then three years into it, so just two years ago now, there was a big new mixed residential commercial building being built across the street. And so we immediately talked to the developer, figured out how much this was going to cost us, ran all the numbers. Can we afford this? And we decided that we were going to take that leap. So this place is directly across the street. So our clientele, a lot of them walk or bike. So when thinking about expanding, we didn't want to leave the area. We didn't right. want to go, you know, 10 miles away because we knew that all of our people were right there. And 
to be a gym, you have to work into people's lives because mm-hmm. otherwise there's just too many excuses. There's traffic, you know, I'm home late. I got, you know, all, oh, any excuse you can think of. So you have to be close. You have to work into people's lives. So we decided to move across the street, pay the extra money. So we are now in 3,200 square feet of wow. uh, commercial space. 14 foot ceilings. We have some ninja stuff. We have some weightlifting stuff. Um, but for the most part, we are um, just group fitness classes. And it's been a great journey so far. We're coming up on our five year anniversary. And actually, when we did move across the street, I forgot to mention this to you earlier, Heather, we did um, take a loan from the bank, a very small loan. But uh, so now we're learning how that debt all works as a business, but we're, you know, paying it off. And it's, it's, it was a good debt to, to bring on, I think. You know, that, that's a lot of great information. And especially as you started talking about the things that you've had to learn along the way, just, you mentioned having to learn kind of the financial part of it, you know, we'll take a short break now. And when we come back, we'll, we'll talk more about, about the learnings along the way as a, as a small business owner. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor, and my guest today is Britt Holterman, owner of Legacy Gym MKE. So Britt, we had finished talking before about the growth of your company and gym and the learnings along the way. You know, share with me uh, and the listeners a little bit about how, how it's grown on the business side of things and as well as the things you've had to learn as being a small business owner. Yeah, so uh, I talked a lot about how our physical space has grown, but none of that is really possible without expanding our clientele. So like I said earlier, our first space could fit six or seven people in there. We were having six or seven classes a day. Then we you know, doubled our space. We could fit maybe 14 people in there per class, same amount of classes today per day. Then we moved across the street, could fit about 25 people. So I guess every move, we have not only increased the capacity, but of course, we've increased how many people are actually there in each class. And with word of mouth and social media, uh, we our clientele has um, grown every single year. Uh, I would say, you know, when we started out, we had zero members, you know, and uh, I'd say every year we're increasing that by, you know, well, you can't increase to zero by a percentage, but um, you know, every year we're increasing by probably 25% members and also revenue, you know, kind of on average. And this year is super weird, obviously, yeah. because of COVID, which we can talk about later. Um, but in addition to growing those adult fitness classes, which is what we, we started with just adult fitness classes. So in addition to growing those memberships, we've also added a lot of kids stuff. Um, we've added personal training, uh, we've added recovery classes, we've added uh, like group weightlifting groups. So obviously our adult fitness classes growing has been super helpful, but also having a space to be able to do other things in the gym. Birthday parties have been great for us also. Um, so yeah, it's really been a fun growing process, but while you're growing, you also, and just right when you open, you open up a gym because you want to create a place for people to be able to exercise. 
But what you don't realize is that you also need to clean the toilets. You also yeah. need to be an accountant. You also need to do marketing. Um, you have to have insurance. You have to have insurance. I mean, there's all of these things that you don't really think about. And then you have to figure out what makes sense to pay somebody else to do and what makes sense for you to do. And I think, you know, obviously finances go into that and also what you're good at goes into that. I mean, I have an engineering background. It doesn't mean I'm an accountant by any means. Mm -hmm. And at the start of this, we tried to be our own accountant. And then we realized this is taking me 10 more, you know, 10 times longer than if I just pay somebody to do it. So that I can focus on doing something that I want to do and something that I'm actually good at doing. Right. And hire out what you, what you don't really want to do and what you're not that good at. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the first things that went accounting. Yeah. 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 So being your own business owner, I mean, you know, everything starts and ends with you, everything. Yeah. Which must feel really awesome and empowering (laughs) And also probably, you know, somewhat uh, scary or maybe very scary at times too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now is the perfect time to be, to be a little nervous about things, but also excited about the possibilities, pivoting and seeing what we can come up with to be creative. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll talk about that a, a little later as well. But, you know, um, fitness is really important to me, not just for what it does to our bodies, but like our mind and our spirit and even our community, you know, what have you learned along the way and, and your passion and what you see in your members, would you like to share, you know, from that perspective? Absolutely. Uh, My wife, Jamie, will be the first person to tell you that if I don't work out, I am not as happy as if (laughs) I do work out. My family knows that about me too. That's kind of a non-negotiable for me, no matter how busy the day is, we'll somehow find a little bit of time for me to go work out. And I think that's, that's true for most people. Um, Mm -hmm. Even if it's just a walk around the block, but I know that uh, everybody is really, really busy right now with kids and jobs and school and whatever, you know, have you. Um, So what legacy tries to do is get you a total body workout. You don't have to think about what your workout needs to be. You don't have to think about, you know, cardio versus strength versus all those different things. We do all of that for you. So all you do is show up, follow the workout, do what you can, whatever modification or progression you feel comfortable doing. Completely no judgment zone. Everybody's at a different pace. Everybody's uh, in a different place, different age. Um, But we all just kind of come together to overcome this obstacle of fitness of this workout. And then at the end of it, everybody for the most part feels better. Like I can't even think of one experience where somebody doesn't walk out feeling better than when they walked in, which is such a cool thing to be a part of. And I know this is going to sound super corny, but I do feel like I'm making a difference in Mm -hmm. this small community because if I'm helping six to 10 people feel the way that I feel after I work out, that goes to Jamie, that goes to my dogs, that goes, you know, so that's, that's people's families who are feeling that positive energy after their workouts. And um, it just, I'm hoping that it just trickles around through the community and, and we can go from there, you know, just make the world a better place. Um, So physically, obviously, 
working out is going to help you. It's going to help with heart disease, obesity, you know, anything people who are, you know, healthier, maybe have a better chance of fighting this virus a little bit better. You know, I mean, there's, you know, there's still a lot of studies and all that stuff, but you know, I I don't think it can hurt you even pregnancy. I mean, I, I have so many women who continue to work out through their pregnancy and um, maybe the, the previous child they didn't or the following child they don't and and they see a difference. They see a difference in their reco- their body's recovery. And it's yeah, just such yeah. a cool thing to be a part of. But then in addition to that, the mental health um, aspect of it, which is, you know, I mean, that's that's more <laughs> that's more for me than than even the physical part of it. Um, and just getting out into the community and seeing people who maybe aren't in your everyday circle otherwise, especially now. I mean, I think people are probably a lot more isolated now and seeing more people of their same demographic, their same, you know, religious beliefs and color and, um, you know, sexual orientation. Uh, So going to the gym and seeing somebody who is different than them from a distance with a mask on right now, you know, you're right. Um, Or maybe over a computer screen because we're doing online workouts too. But I think it's kind of cool to be, you know, seeing other people who are different than you, but you guys are going through the same thing in that workout. And then maybe later in the day, you're like, Oh, I did see that person. And they were kind of okay. You know, they they weren't what I thought they were. They weren't as scary as I thought they, they didn't, you know, they didn't have like fire coming out of their hair, you know, whatever. Um, So I think it's an important part from a community standpoint too. And even cross-generationally as well. I know you have a variety of different ages too. And to be able to see and learn from each other and go, you know, kind of move forward in whatever way it means to you as an individual. But that sense of community that you get from being a part of something or a or I guess we could say like a member of something, right? Like the gym membership, being a part of that, part of the club, not just the official gym membership, but just a part of that, of that class that day, that workout group that day. Absolutely. Kind of going through all those same motions and really each person feeling them similarly, but very different as well for whatever their challenges are, or maybe you can learn from each other as to how to better do form or or move uh, forward and keep positive spirits about something if it's really challenging. I think that's one thing that I get from a group class more so than when I'm working out as an individual. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, even those just side conversations of, you know, this is what happened to me today. This is what's going on with my kids or whatever, you know, and somebody relating to that. Um, it's pretty cool. And then, you know, you talked about the intergenerational for, you know, grandparents to come to the gym and then go home and be able to crawl around on the floor with their grandkid. I mean, how cool is that? To be able to squat down and pick them up and, and just move and play with them because they do have that level of fitness and flexibility and mobility. It's pretty cool too. Yeah. It's empowering too. You know, our bodies do allow us to do a lot of things that are creating connection and relationships and creating memories, like you said, outside of the workout class, you know, when it's with your family or it's with uh, colleagues or clients in a productive, energetic, you know, way, because your spirits are lifted or or what have you. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. 
And another piece that you had mentioned too was, you know, being able to be in a more, you know, diverse group of people or around people that you might not normally encounter in your professional and, and home life. You know, and, and I, I know you've done a couple of things to really like model that open-mindedness mm-hmm. too. You want to share a little bit about some of the things you've done in these last several months that I've seen. Yeah, sure. So after George Floyd, uh, we had some conversations uh, with a lot of different people in our community. And I don't want to say that we were called out, but they, they expected us to do more than we were doing as a business. And, you know, personally, you know, I feel like I do a lot, but now, now as a business owner, those expectations are even higher. Mm -hmm. So immediately upon having this conversation, you know, I, I was like, we have to do more. We are a face of this community and we need to show where we stand and we need to bring people together even more than we're doing. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, we were, we, we've always done a lot, but it's never going to be enough. Like, I just want to do so much good that I'm never actually probably going to be satisfied with myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what we did was uh, we had some people come in and we called it starting the conversation. And because of COVID, you know, it's not the ideal time to get a group of people together for this panel discussion. So we streamed it on YouTube and we also, uh, we had a couple people in our gym, but we just asked some hard questions. And I actually wasn't the moderator. We had one of this person who actually originally had this conversation with me. She was moderator. And we took some questions from our members um, who, you know, maybe don't know anybody outside of their small circle, you know, their same demographic. So they were able to submit some questions and our moderator did a great job. And it's on YouTube right now, if anybody wants to watch it. Um, But it, you know, it kind of opened up my eyes because I obviously grew up being a white woman and I am gay, but I can also, if needed, if I feel threatened in any way, I could hide that fact. Mm -hmm. Whereas people of a different color can't hide their color if they feel threatened. So it's, you know, it's just putting yourself in somebody else's shoes and I think that's what we really try to do is just bring people together. Um, and Jamie and I are foster parents. So we're trying to, you know, help people get back on their feet. And Jamie has a great relationship with their, their biological parents. What else are we doing? You know, uh, we serve meals at the guest house. We don't actually serve them right now. We're yeah. just you know, yeah. donating food because of COVID, but we look forward to the time where we can spend some time with these guys again and, and serve the serve them uh, dinner. But I think it's just important getting out in the community. And I guess I'm glad that our member in June said, Britt, you need to do more. And I'm like, okay, okay. As a business owner, you're right. I have people looking at me and my business, and this is how we're going to move forward being a positive role model and bringing people together. And Heather, you mentioned this earlier to me, Um, I posted on social media that I wanted to have coffee with as many people as I possibly could via, via zoom right now. Right. Because I, I ideally, those people are different views than me so that I can get a better understanding of where people are coming from who look at things differently than me, because I do believe that most everybody is a good person, but just has different 
views for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to figure out what those reasons were. So I think that legacy as my business can help, again, bring people together who have different views, but are still a good person. And, and maybe it'll change somebody's view on something. And outside of your own uh, echo chamber and out of your, outside of your, of any social media feed, which we know that those are very, can be polarizing, slanted, there's algorithms, right? We're not really in control of that, but to have that person-to-person connection, you know, Mm -hmm. over Zoom, sure, but to actually have the conversation instead of it being a one-way post or even looking at or hearing, um, you know, uh, different things on on news channels or on, uh, you know, talk radio too. I I found that to be really inspirational, Britt, I will tell you that. Thank you. And uh, on social media, side note, if you just start liking baby pictures and dog pictures all the time, (laughs) the algorithm will only show you baby pictures and dog pictures. And then you don't have to worry about the rest of the stuff. Oh, I love that. That's the best advice all day. With that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I'm Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor, and my guest today is Britt Holterman, owner of Legacy Gym MKE. We've been talking a lot about, you know, where you're at with your business and kind of your journey along the way. You know, one one obviously big impact from this year 2020 is the pandemic. You know, if you want to share with our listeners a bit of how your business was impacted and what you've done to do the proverbial pivot and kind of what's ahead for you. Sure. Yeah. So uh, we actually were one of the first gyms to shut down. So we completely closed our doors in March. Um, We just felt like people didn't know enough about, and me, I'm not a health professional at the CDC or anything like that, you know, so I didn't know enough about it. So I felt like the best thing to do would be to close our doors. And when we did, I thought it was going to be for two weeks. <laughs> but yeah. then about, you know, a couple of days later, Wisconsin uh, put out the stay-at-home order. And then we ended up actually being closed for March, April, and May. So three months. When we closed down, in my head, I'm running the numbers. Do we have enough money to make rent for the next month if I close my doors for two weeks? Yes, I think we can do that. And then we immediately switched to online workouts. We immediately went to YouTube. Uh, I think we closed on a Saturday. And then on that Monday, we were already up and running. Sent out an email to all of our members. So how our gym works is most people are are either uh, monthly members or year paid in full members. And then we have a good number of people who just buy individual class passes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I immediately sent out an email to everybody and I said, if you have a 10 pack or a drop in or whatever, we'll extend that expiration date for you. If you are a monthly member or you're paid in full member, we would love for you to continue paying us and work out online and follow the YouTube videos. If you're you're paid in full, we'll extend that for you. You know, just, just let me know what you want as a small business. I think that's our advantage is uh, I know every single person, pretty much everybody has my cell phone and is able to text me, uh, email me, call me. So I have this email list. It is directly from me. I am emailing everybody who is a member directly 
It's not a default email that just gets sent out. There's actually a person behind that email and an understanding person. So if you lost your job, you can absolutely cancel your membership. If you found a different way that works for you for working out at home, you can cancel your membership. But obviously, without getting on my hands and knees and pleading for people to keep their <laughs> memberships with us so that we can keep paying rent so that when this is all over, you'll have a gym to come back to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I asked nicely. And again, as a small business owner, most people kept their memberships going because they know me and I have a relationship with them and they understand the importance of fitness. Well, and the importance of that, of the relationship, like you said, and the personal connection, you know, that's where, where I think the scalability, you know, of having more and more and more and bigger, bigger, bigger facilities or gyms or membership bases, you know, that, that doesn't always fit the bill for what is really going to make someone's fitness journey work for them either. Right. I mean, you know, I know kids soccer schedules that they have and when they're graduating and you know I mean like I I know a lot about every single person who comes through the door well and it's because you listen too you've got the time and you've got the heart to listen yeah that's how that's one thing for our firm too is that we're that's what we lead with listening because it's important with listening that's great yeah so uh we were closed for three months and um you know right away most people kept their memberships going but of course, some people lost their jobs and, you know, some people were hurting financially, so they canceled their memberships and that's completely understandable. And every email that I got or text or call, I was completely understanding of that um, in hopes that, you know, when this is, when they get their job back and everything, they, they'll come back. So three months later, we were able to reopen our doors. Classes looked completely different as when we yeah. closed our doors in March. Um But again, as a small business owner, I can make that call. I can, I mean, I talked to so many people uh, about, you know, would you be okay if we did this? Would you be okay if we did this? I talked to one of the leading surgeons at uh, Children's Hospital. You know, there's the community at Legacy is amazing. I talked to doctors and nurses on the the best way, you know, all the protocols and how to make this work. And, you know, if somebody is exposed, what does that look like? And and we did a lot of our workouts outside to start. So we were completely outside for the first week. And then we slowly started kind of transitioning to inside because it is Wisconsin after all, and it will get very cold yeah. and snowy at some point. So right now we actually have a couple classes still outside, but mainly inside. But this has all been a process of learning and talking to people and figuring out what works for everybody. So we started with all online, then we reopened to to just outdoor and now, and and keeping that online going. Mm -hmm. And so now we're outdoor, indoor and online. And those indoor protocols are 50% capacity. So we're at 10 people in there. So everyone gets 500 square feet or whatever that comes out to. (laughs) We have air purifiers. We have state-of-the-art floor cleaners. I have uh, somebody coming in twice a day to clean everything. So the budget looks a little different for 2020, which uh, any small business owner can understand. Um, but it's, it's really just, it's kind of the same as when we opened. Get your doors open safely, but then listen to what people want and figure out how to give that to them as long as it's something that you want to do and it's ethical and you're making a difference. Um, So we've kind of been growing together and there's absolutely been bumps. And me personally, uh, I love 
positive feedback, but I also love constructive criticism. And I feel like I have such a great relationship with most of the members that they feel comfortable telling me, hey, Britt, I couldn't hear you on that, you know, online workout, or have you tried this? One of our members came up with the pod idea, which is what we do now with 30 different pods in there. And we just kind of rotate through every class so that 10 pods are being used and then the 20 are open. And it's, it's totally been like a collaborative of community coming together to make the local gym be safe and remain open. That's, that's amazing. I love the fact that you listen so much to your members too. It, it really is important. We're going to take a short break and we'll talk more about this exact topic when we get back. Welcome back to Money Sense. I am Heather Deaton, Wealth Advisor, and my guest today is Britt Holterman, owner of Legacy Gym MKE. Britt, you know, share more with us about the impacts to your business from the pandemic. And, you know, you talked a lot about the changes that you had to make to the way that you run your fitness classes and the the sanitation of the gym as you reopened. You know, has there been support from any of the relief packages along the way that have kind of helped you with some of this because it's got to have cost more money in your budget than you had planned for 2020. Absolutely. Cleaning supplies are way up. Uh, Expenses are definitely higher with uh, clean all all the cleaning stuff. It's absolutely higher. Um, In addition to our class sizes being lower. um, So we're having more classes, which means, you know, more more time for me and more cleaning. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So expenses have definitely gone up. Uh, revenue has absolutely gone down. We've lost a lot of members throughout the last six months. I think people held on as long as they possibly could for us. And we still have a good, we have a great group uh, who are still with us. Don't get me wrong, but our revenue has absolutely gone down. Um, we did get the PPP, which was great. You know, it wasn't a ton of money by any means, but it absolutely helped us we were able to get a grant from the uh, city of Wauwatosa, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. We got another grant from the Women's Initiative. Um, so very, very thankful for that. It would have been very challenging to pay rent when we were closed down yeah. without some of those things. And uh, we were able to continue to pay our employees through shutdown, um, which is the whole point of the PPP. So that that was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, our, our revenue is coming from different places now. I think our kids groups have kind of exploded. And the way that we're doing it is families and neighborhood kids are, are coming together so that th- these kids are seeing each other anyways. They're in the same school pod. So we're all masked right. up, but we're, we're doing outdoor classes together. So I think that has been really helpful for us. And I think as a small business owner, I mean, you constantly have to be thinking creative ways of surviving right now. And instead of thinking about, oh, I'm missing out on this, I'm missing out on that. Like, what are new possibilities? Oh, wait, all these kids are learning virtually, or at least most of them are, you know, Mm -hmm. is there a way that we could be sort of like a gym class for them? Yeah. I'm sure these parents would love to get their kids outside for an hour, even if it's cold out. I mean, you know, kids in Wisconsin have recess all year round. So now I'm kind of like a gym teacher and I give, (laughs) I come up with safe, socially distanced games to get them running around. And these, these are things that 
I will be able to do for the next 10 years, not just when COVID is here. It's just opening up completely new um, revenue streams that can stick around once this is all over. And you're providing that recess for adults, if you think about it too, because so many people are working from home or are you know, staying mostly at home, not seeing um, people, not getting out as much. So yeah, I think that's really important, even if it's virtually too, for those that it's more comfortable for them to just work out from home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. You know, what about your future? How's that? How's that looking? How far in the future is future for you right now? Yeah, uh, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, as a small business owner, it's um, it's challenging to think too far ahead because we don't know when the vaccine is going to reach everyone. We we don't know if everyone's going to take it. You know, we don't know um, if that's even going to make people okay to go out again and during this you know I don't know it's probably going to be about a year at least that the world has been changed you know if if they found other things uh other ways to exercise if they have completely given up on exercise so it's it's really it's a challenging time to be a not only a small business owner but owning a gym but I think as a as a small studio we're able to, I'm able to oversee all of the cleaning. I'm able to vouch for everything that we're doing. And that underlying question of, you know, is this worth it um, from a health perspective? You know, mm-hmm. is, is the is the positive of what we're doing, are we, are we maximizing that while minimizing the uh, risk of exposure of COVID? So to answer your question, what does the future look like? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that we we pick out all of these lessons that we've learned throughout the last year and all of the good things and then the things that were working before that we can get back to if we can increase our capacity to 15 to 20 people but mm-hmm. also you know and stick with these principles that we're doing now from a cleaning perspective I think that's great the future looks like uh kind of what it looks like now you know just with more people in the gym um hopefully people feel more comfortable Um, But also keeping those kids classes, keeping those, you know, bringing back those birthday parties. um, I I think it's just going to be a compilation of what's working now and what worked before. And I think a big thing that's going to be great is when we can take our masks off. So we are still working out in masks inside. So everyone is going to be like an endurance athlete and able to like (laughs) run marathons. They're going to take that thing off and they're going to be like, I can do so many more burpees now. But that's, I guess that's more theoretical than an actual answer to your question. What does the future look like? Uh, I hope we're around for a lot longer. And um, I, you know, I guess we just keep pivoting and figuring out a way to survive. I think that that's very inspirational as much as it's great to have a, a paved road in front of you with a clearly defined path. We know that that is not the reality right now. And so being able to accept to accept where we're actually at with the, yeah, we'll look out as far as it makes sense, you know, and plan for changes in the future. And, and like you said, learning along the way as to what went well and, and kind of what needs to be tweaked, listening to what your clients really want. That's, that's yeah. really important. That's awesome, Britt. Thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, one last thing here before we wrap up, I was listening to a podcast the other day and was with Glennon Doyle and she said now is not the time to grow bigger it's the time to grow deeper 
So all of those relationships that I'm able to build right now on an even more personal level, because there's only six to 10 people in classes. I mean, use that, enjoy that. Like you said, lead with listening, ask questions, get Mm -hmm. to know everybody, kind of take advantage of this time. And then down the road, who knows what'll happen? Hopefully we'll get more people in there, but this is the time to grow deeper with your clients. That's, that's great. Thank you so much for that perspective. And Britt, if our listeners wanted to know more about you and, and Legacy, where could they go for more information? Yeah, our website, LegacyGymMKE.com. Uh, and my email address is on there. Feel free to shoot me an email. would love to hear from you. That's great. Thank you so very much, Britt. Yes, thank and- you so much for having me. For sure. Um, And Money Sense airs on Saturdays from 2 to 3 p.m. and Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. If you liked today's show and want to know more, please visit www.ellenbecker.com or call us at 262-691-3200. And as always, I hope that we've made a difference in your personal and financial well-being. And remember, before we plan, before we advise, before we invest, we always listen.